I kind of want to be the uh, the Airbnb of accessing compute. I want to be the, the the Uber of data centers, you know, having the world's largest data center, but without really owning any physical servers. Yeah. Uh, I want to be the way to access massive as a massive amount of compute, regardless of 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 where it comes from. And and you know that's 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 a massive market, and it's it's a great opportunity for Yellow Dog. Welcome to Screw It, Just Do It, brought to you by Startup You, inspiring and supporting entrepreneurs to make a full-time living doing what you love. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, Virgin mentor, and founder of Startup You, the regional partner of Virgin Startup, providing startup funding, mentoring, and support. Each episode features the stories from two entrepreneurs at different stages in their journey who talk us through their successes and failures. You get to take on board all of their learnings and none of the failure. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hayes, who are the number one recruiting experts in the UK. Whether you're searching for your perfect job or looking to scale your business by building the perfect team, go to hayes.co.uk, quoting Startup You. Welcome to Saturday Startup. This is episode 31 and I'm your host for Screw It, Just Do It, Alex Chisnell. So today I'm joined by Gareth Williams from Yellow Dog who is doing something in the tech field that nobody else is doing. They're harnessing and monetizing underutilized computer power. Now, currently, Yellow Dog are delivering an unrivaled cloud rendering service to the animation, CGI, and virtual reality industry. They currently serve customers in 37 countries from their Bristol base. And Gareth joined me to talk not only about how they're doing this, but what other opportunities exist to harness this power. Essentially, Yellow Dog, as I understand it, do correct me if I'm wrong, releases the spare processing power from people's computers, giving computer users money for essentially not doing nothing. Yes. So we, we have built a platform that, as you say, is able to securely harness underutilized computer power. Mm-hmm. So we I, got, I started the business in January 2015, um, and kind of just over three years ago, uh, the, the vision was that we'd be kind of accessing consumer machines for all this masses amount of underutilized computer power that we've all got mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> what we've found over the past kind of three years is is actually going to businesses and data centers uh, for us as a small business um, is is a richer seam for us to yeah. kind of capture that underutilized computer power and, and what we do today with all this masses amounts of computer power that we we get from other i guess from data centers from businesses and also the public cloud um, is we combine it all together and we offer it to 3D artists and animators. So people making uh, computer-generated imagery for kids' TV shows, visual effects for films, commercials, uh, architectural visualizations, and that sort of stuff. Okay, yeah. So I was, I was reading. So when, when did you come up with the idea to actually approach animation studios for, for this rather than looking at, um, at other areas? Um, it was... It was a- Totally through luck, frankly. Um, so, so the, the the idea for Yellow Dog came about as a lot of these things do. Having a cup of tea with a mate of mine, actually sitting in a coffee shop in Paddington, yeah. and we were looking at our phones, and we're going, you know what? There's a 64-bit processor in there, and I, I don't use my phone all the time, especially at night. Right, it gets plugged in and it just sits there. Mm-hmm. There must be a way to, you know, harness and monetize that that processor. Yeah. 
this idea just seemed really interesting. It was related to something called SETI that, that you may remember. Um, so I remember when I was at, at university in the, in the late 90s where my computer was used to try to find aliens. So when I wasn't using my computer, a screensaver would play. Uh, and that screensaver was essentially processing data from radio telescopes all over the world, trying to find a signal from aliens. And it's like, that's, that's pretty cool. Could we do something like SETI, but with mobile phones and consumer devices? And um, living in Bristol, uh, there's a, a, a massive creative and technology hub um, around the area. Um, <clears throat> I wrote down a list of applications that could use this 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 massive amounts of computer power. At the top was rendering. Okay. Um, my brother-in-law works for one of the universities here. Works for UE, University of West of England. He got me an intro to the animation department. I spent a couple of hours chatting to them a summer uh, three and a half years ago, and they just told me about how hard rendering was and how the demands for computer power for rendering was always increasing and you know my careers in product management which is always about trying to find interesting technology solutions for uh, kind of urgent and pervasive problems and this sounded like an urgent and pervasive problem um i went and well i, I got some intros to some more people in bristol some freelancers some studios and they, they told me the same thing that the, the rendering is really difficult so my, my product management senses were going, you know, there's this problem. I think I've got a, a, a crazy solution. Mm. Um, and, and kind of Yellow Dog was born. And, and rendering is essentially turning computer models into the final film, as I understand it. Is that right? It, it, Exactly. It's yeah. um, you can you can it, it's the process through which computers figure out what color a pixel is um, for an animated film or for a, a piece of computer generated imagery. So what what basically happens is um, the computer takes the computer models, looks at the lights, and through a render engine, um, it's a massively computationally intense process. It figures out whether that pixel should be white or black or grey or whatever. And when it combines it all together, there's 24 frames in a second in a film. Um, so a, a film like Jungle Book, uh, so the, the the Disney 2016 Jungle Book, not the, the other one which was hand-drawn, mm. that had 153,000 frames. Wow. Each, each frame took around 40 hours to render. Each frame. Uh, each frame. <laughs> so then, and, and if you think in a film, right, they don't just do one take, they do multiple. Yeah. Multiple. So that that's a lot of computer power. Mm. And and you know, this 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 requirement for rendering is just just increasing, increasing. You know, you think what you see on your TV now, compare Toy Story to Jungle Book, mm. you know, the difference in quality is just just immense. And how did you go out and to so you had came up with the, the you know saw, the, saw what the problem was thought you'd come up with a solution um and how did you go out proving that there was demand for this from the animation companies it's, it was literally as simple as picking up the phone having the intro from your brother i kind of well it's never easy is it but no it was uh, no. in hindsight it was easy i just picked up the phone and, and got to meet these people no it was referrals so the people who were kind enough to meet for an initial chat i asked them if there was anyone that they thought i you know could speak to they referred me on um i did a lot of so there was a lot of interviews that i carried out um there was a lot of desk-based research i did as well um but i, I also had a bit of a gut feeling yeah. um that there, there, that there was a market there um and i know it's, it's always hard right not to get that kind of confirmation bias when you get excited about an idea that everything you read and everything you see and hear seems to go yeah it's a brilliant idea mm. um but but there, there seems to be enough evidence you know when looking at objectively and enough data points to suggest that it was it was a growing market um there was um a, a space for someone to start a new business doing something doing something cool 
Um, so yeah, then we go for it, and then then <laughs> then the evidence is in sales and and your traction yeah. in the market. And and you you monetize Yellow Dog by by charging um, the studios for for the power that you're essentially supplying them. It, it, exactly. Um, so as people consume the public cloud, you know, you pay on a consumption basis. People pay essentially for an hour's worth of compute. And the more powerful the machines you use, the uh, the, 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 the more expensive it is. Mm. Um, but we've worked really hard. So one of the problems with outsourcing rendering is it's, it's often very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. So you don't know how much it's going to cost. You don't know how much it's or how long it's going to take. Uh, and we, we spent a lot of time kind of building some technology, but also, our, our, I guess, our sales process around how we make that predictable for our customers. So we often uh, commit to a deadline, um, which is kind of quite good for our customers because they're often up against it from their clients. Mm. Uh, but we also commit to a budget as well. Um, and, and yeah, and it's important that we provide them that predictability and, and that forecastability, I guess, for them. And how did you go about funding the the business? Because I'm, I'm assuming you'd need money for developers first and foremost. Absolutely. Um, so so I, I started it with a bit of my own cash. Um, then then the first seed capital actually came through crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. So in May of 2015, I I raised I we raised I raised um, 150 grand on Cedars in two weeks. So Cedars is is a crowdfunding platform here in the UK. Um, and I, for, for those two weeks, I don't think I've pressed refresh as as many times as I did on my screen <laughs> then to see the money coming in. And yeah. then every now and again, someone takes money out of your campaign, which is heartbreaking. And then it comes back in again, and then you hit your target, and everything's brilliant. Um, so, so yeah, so we raised 150 grand through Cedars. Um, and, and that was then, quick, so, eh? Two weeks. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was. It was. I was really, 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 really pleased and proud and chuffed and honoured mm. and all that. Yeah, it was. It was. It was kind of cool. Um, I bought cake for everyone. I was so happy. Um, <laughs> and, and then after that, we've done a couple of angel rounds as well. So oh, okay. uh, the yeah. total investment today is is one point two million. Wow. Okay. And and how much? How, how big is the team now? Have you scaled scaled the business from yeah. yourself? <laughs> there's there's seventeen of us now. So wow, there's awesome. um, there's and we're, we're split. So there's um, eight. My development team are actually based in Lithuania, mm-hmm. um, and uh, everyone else is is here in the UK. Um, one guy in London because that's where a lot of our customers are, but then everyone else in Bristol. Okay, everybody else. Whereabouts in Bristol are you are you based? Uh, we're right in the centre. So uh, we're one of the things that I kind of realised when I was starting Yellow Dog is that I need help um, yeah. <laughs> emotionally, <clears throat> technically everything. Um, so I joined a startup incubator. <clears throat> excuse okay. me, called Set Squared. Yeah, and Set Squared in Bristol is based in. A building called Engine Shed, which is right next to Temple Meads. Oh, I know it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're in we're in Engine Shed, which is an amazing, amazing location. Uh, it's got uh, as well as Set Squared, which has around about 20, 25 businesses based there. It's got a bunch of other, um, um, uh, what's the word tenants. Um, so you've got uh, the UK's Oracle uh, Cloud Startup Accelerators based there. Um, there. There's a bunch of other uh, kind of companies and businesses there as well. So the, the energy and the uh, the feeling about the business, uh, about the building, is is, is really good. Mm. Awesome. And when, so looking back to, to what you you did previous to this, at, w- at what point did you decide that you wanted to work for yourself? It essentially become an entrepreneur. 
Um, I, I guess there's always been something there about this. I mean, my, my career, so the thing that brought me to Bristol, um, was a graduate position in orange back in, back in 2000, mm-hmm. uh, when mobile was the, the, the hot industry to be in, if you'd just done a degree in engineering. Um, and you know, I, I, having kind of spent a number of years at orange, I, I kind of find myself in a kind of product management career. And I think every product manager um, really wants to kind of be their own boss in a way. They want to be the the MD of their product. Mm. Um, and you know, I, I, I've spent sort of fourteen years, like kind of building product management teams and and doing stuff in a variety of industries. And frankly, having had this conversation with an old old friend about this harnessing processes in mobile phones, the, the idea just wouldn't leave me wouldn't leave me alone. Mm. And the business I was I, I was. I was in at the time a company called Ariso. We just sold that to uh, an American firm at the time. It was called JDSU. So there was, I had a bit of bit of cash, and I thought, why not? Um, so I spoke to my wife, spoke to my family, uh, spoke to my friends, who all said I was a daft. And <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, I, you know, it's. I, I think it was it, it was as good a time as any, and it, you know, it's, it's better to, in my mind, to give it a go and and. Um, you know, if it's not a success, which it will be, to <laughs> um, so give it a go, right? And it, it was yeah, yeah it's a good time. Awesome. And what have been the biggest challenges for for this particular business, this business model that you've you put together? Um, I I think the I think it's the same with any startup. Um, you know, there's things around getting your first sales. So especially yeah. when you're doing something new and innovative. And actually, what we're what we're doing with Yellow Dog, we found that you know there's no one quite doing what we're doing. Mm. So our bigger customers kind of they they see us similar to aws and google which is lovely <clears throat> seeing us in the, in the same kind of conversation as those guys yeah our smaller customers see us um as more like um i guess render farms so these are these organizations that have loads of servers that are focused on rendering mm-hmm. but the fact is we're different from both render farms and public cloud providers so kind of how you communicate that getting those first referenceable sales under your belt um I, I think is probably probably one of the hardest things. Yeah, and then the other one, you know, as, again, as any early stage business, it's it's how you get the balance right between um, growing the business, investing, and, and not running out of cash and keeping mm. the lights on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And have you managed to sort of make make the the, the balance in your own life um, as a father, husband, um, working for a company, and now? this is essentially your your other baby um and how much time do you spend on it when how do you learn to draw the line yeah um no so you know (laughs) i think one of the differences that i've found personally uh with running my own business and starting it from scratch and you know whether it's been a a product manager or a senior manager is there is you you, you're always on you know, in Yellow Dog, there there isn't really enough time. I mean, we've got customers in thirty eight countries around the world, from wow, Australia to really? the East Coast. That's amazing. It's it's great, but yeah. you know, there's always someone who's awake. Someone who's awake, <laughs> exactly. Who wants to render stuff. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, I, I think one of the big differences for me is you're always on. Mm. And so, you know, for the first time in two and a half years, I took three days off in the summer wow. this year. And, you know, one of the, the key days. things is, is having a massively supportive family. So, you know, without the support of Michelle, my wife, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to do Yellow Dog. Mm. Um, how do I draw the line? Um, I don't think I do. Uh, but I do things that, that help me. So there's, you know, I always get home. Um, so my kids are, 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 are five and three years old. So I always get home. 
well, always try and get home <laughs> between 4.30 and 5, so I spend a bit of time with them every evening. Yeah. Personally, I, I cycle an hour to work every day because that gives me a bit of space. Yeah. Um, every fortnight, I do some charity stuff as well where there's four hours of my evening where I'm not thinking about anything else other than the the, 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 the charity work I'm doing there, which which also gives helps give me a bit of perspective too. Yeah, I bet. Absolutely. And I suppose it's given what you've kind of come across and what you've developed, um, does your brain not keep thinking of other ways that this processing power could, could be applied to? Yeah, funny you should say that. Um, so yes, absolutely. So, I mean, the, the Yellow Dog platform is not specifically for rendering. It's, mm. it's, it's, it excels at processing big, large batch compute applications, whether it's uh, CPU or GPU uh, kind of processing tasks. Mm-hmm. And there are a ton of industries out there, uh, whether it's in financial services, oil and gas, retail, healthcare, where they have big batch processing jobs to do. So we're just in the process of, of raising some more money because life's always about raising money when you're a startup um, to begin to take Yellow Dog into, into new sectors. And, and the first one we're, we're going to target is banking. Um, so over the past kind of nine, 12 months, we've been talking to some of the largest global banks um, in the world. Um, and, you know, we're, 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 we're getting very close to, to basically taking, well, launching Yellow Dog into financial services, um, which, which for me is tremendously exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, is an obvious question, but was it literally a case of knocking on the doors again? Because you would have thought trying to get some of those intros would be quite difficult. <laughs> Um, it was networking. Uh, so, so, right. so, you know, neither my, well, no, none of my team, um, myself included, really have had, I should say, like 12 months ago, any real networks into financial services or banking. Mm. Um, through Set Squared and Engine Shed, through my investors, um, through just relentless networking, you know, we've found our ways into, into many of the, the kind of tier one and some of the tier two banks as well. Mm-hmm. And actually, because the problem we solve again is, is kind of very critical for these people. Um, it's been, it's, it's actually been easier than I thought getting those initial meetings. It's then obviously harder getting the commitment, yeah. uh, but we've, we've, we've made some, I've been really chuffed with the progress we've made, especially in the last six months. Um, but yeah, it's relentless networking. <laughs> <laughs> Something that every startup should do in fact. Uh, absolutely right. <laughs> and, um, how far, how far do you think you can go with this? How, how, how big is the vision that you, you had at the beginning and, and how, how much has that changed during the last three years, Gareth? Um, so, I think what has happened, especially as the size of the opportunity in places like financial services, healthcare, oil and gas has become apparent, um, what, what has really changed is that just the size of the opportunities increased um, by, by a factor. Yeah. Um, so the plan for Yellow Dog was always going to be, um, we were going to help with multiple different types of application. Um, but the vision three years ago was it would kind of be up in a, in a cloud accessing all this underutilized compute. What we're looking at now is actually it's not just about underutilized computer in other places. It's about underutilized compute within enterprises. So there's an interesting stat, I think, from Gartner that says within an enterprise, the average utilization of a server is between 5 and 15%. And you think then the number of servers that large enterprises have on premise and, yeah, there's, there's just this, this huge, massive opportunity. So, so for me, the vision, um, you know, I, 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 I kind of want to be the – uh, the Airbnb of accessing compute. I want to be the, the the Uber of data centers. You know, having the world's largest data center, but without really 
owning any physical servers yeah. uh, would be the way to access massive as a massive amount of compute regardless of, of of where it comes from and and you know that's 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 a massive market and it's it's a great opportunity for yellow dog well it sounds like you've you've made great progress and um you know amazing things are hopefully around the corner for you as well with regards to the financial services industry so really appreciate you taking the time out of your your busy day to do this and uh, i wish you all the best Thank you, Alex. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, speaking to Gareth Williams from Yellow Dog certainly made my my boggle there. Um, as you could probably tell, uh, possibilities really seem endless um, with regards to what you can do and how you can harness this technology um, whilst otherwise computers are laying idle and the processing power is laying idle. So for me, a couple of takeaways would be, which are massively helpful when you're starting out and bootstrapping um, a startup, is the power referral. So that was Gareth's first in, um, courtesy of his brother at the university. Um, and very much think of uh, one, asking in the first place, because most people don't. But if you don't ask, you don't get. And you'd be surprised how many people out there are only happy to refer. Um, it's in certain people's nature to obviously be helpful. Um, and it's identifying um, who those key referees in your uh, network and rewarding them accordingly. Because if you don't reward them... Um, are they really going to refer again? So it's identifying what you can offer um, as, as a reward for that to incentivize them to continue to refer. Um, second one, the power of networking. So again, as Gareth said, he wouldn't be where he is in his business thinking of other industries that they could utilize this without being uh, attending networking events, uh, in his case, put on by a co-working space where he is, um, to get into, potentially get into the financial services industry. So um, the word networking puts fear into uh, the hardiest of souls. It's just one of those words, isn't it? But you get over that um, and get out of your comfort zone, um, do something that's um, not comfortable um, going up and speaking to people and literally just introducing yourself. Hi, I'm Alex and I host a podcast called Screw It, Just Do It. What do you do? Whatever. You know, just making that effort to go out, making it a goal to go out at least, I don't know, once a month to go to a networking event and speak to four new people um, who could potentially move your business forward. Um, that's, a, that's a goal worth setting surely for 2018. If you'd like the opportunity to attend one of our live events with some of the world's leading entrepreneurs, just go to startupu.co.uk and click on the events calendar. That's startupu with the letter U. From there, you'll be able to see what live events we've got coming up and book a ticket from as little as £5, which includes a complimentary drink and the opportunity to network with like-minded entrepreneurs. Hope to see you soon. If you're an entrepreneur looking for funding, mentoring or support, go to startupu.co.uk. And if you'd like to share your startup story, we'd love to hear from you. Just go to the contact page on startupu.co.uk and we'll be in touch. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe and I'd love it if you left me a review of the show. To connect with me personally, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook at Alex Chisnell. Until the next show, remember don't wait, the time will never be just right. Action always beats intention.
This show is brought to you by RocketSpark, who make it easy for anyone to build a great-looking website. Each month, RocketSpark offer one lucky listener the opportunity to get a website absolutely free for the next six months to do some in-market testing of a new idea. Just go to rocketspark.com slash screw it, just do it to enter. 